0: It ...through the background checks without any revelation about my sexuality, which would have been the only thing to stop me from making it. Here I was in a police car as a police officer, a little scared, but very happy. Wake up, rookie. Didn't you hear our car number called? Yanked back into reality, I grabbed the mic and said, Adam 5, go ahead. Adam 5, Adam 6, take the 13F at Joe's Pool Hall at 5th and Maple. Report of fighting involving five adults. No weapons reported. 10-4, Ten four in route. I responded along with Adam six. Fuck! What a way to start out the shift. Another drunken pool hall fight. Growled Flanders. The dispatcher crackled again over the radio to us and Adam six. Units responding to the pool hall fight. Make it priority response. Report of two men down and bleeding. Fire department notified. Ten four. I answered. With that, the three sixties and siren went on, and traffic for the most part pulled out of our way as we now responded at increased speed. My pulse quickened as we rounded a corner near the pool hall, and we cut our siren as did Adam Six, who was directly behind us. As we came to a halt, Flanders said, St. James, stay behind me and cover my ass. He then yelled to P.F.C. Delaney from the other unit, Move up behind us. I could hear the distant sirens of the fire department responding to our location as we entered the pool hall. As we came through the door into the pool hall, we noticed two men at the opposite ends of one pool table both unconscious and bleeding from head wounds. No one was throwing punches now, but it had obviously been a bad one. Pool cues were broken and scattered around the floor. The cigarette machine was lying on its side, and the floor was alive with a sparkle of broken glass everywhere. As Flanders moved in to examine the two on the floor, I kept an eye on everyone standing around the wall of the pool hall. PFC Delaney yelled, Everyone keep their hands where we can see them. Flanders got on the radio and told dispatch that one man was in critical condition and that the other injured man was regaining consciousness. Flanders had turned to the crowd and was asking what happened here as the paramedics entered the pool hall. His question was met with silence and blank stares. "'So, no one saw anything, is that right?' he asked. All we heard in response were mumbles coming from the dozen or so men present. Delaney went over to the bartender and told him quietly, "'Okay,' "'You tell me what happened.' "'I didn't see anything. "'I was in the back getting another keg when the shit hit the fan,' he answered. "'Well, that's convenient, isn't it?' Delaney snarled. "'The medic started administering first aid to the more seriously injured of the two victims on the floor, "'who was bleeding from his head, and they said they would both have to go to the hospital. "'St. James, get everyone's name and address before anyone leaves this place, now, and make them show ID.' "'The first guy refused to give me any information.' I'm not giving you shit, cop, and I don't have to. We live in a free country. This ain't Russia. In that case, I'm going to haul your ass down to the station house where you can spend the night sitting on a hard bench while we figure out who you are. How's that? The guy grew less combative after thinking about the sobering prospect of where he would end up and produced his identification. As the injured left and we followed, I kept an eye on the room, never knowing if we would get hit with a bottle on the way out. Since we were the primary car on the call, we got stuck with the report. This meant that we had to follow the ambulance to Prince George's County Hospital in Chevrolet. As we stood around waiting for the doctors to tell us the condition of the man who was unconscious, I looked around the waiting room. It was 24-29 hours on a Friday night, and the waiting room was full of people who were drunk, hurt in domestic disputes, and those who had no doctors and used the ER for anything from coughs to gangrene. After twenty-five minutes or so, the doctor came up to us and informed us that the more severely injured man had a concussion but was in stable condition and would be admitted to the hospital. He had lost a lot of blood and they wanted to run more tests in the morning. The other victim was treated and released once a CAT scan showed nothing of concern. As the victim who was discharged came out into the waiting room heading for the door, I stopped him to continue the investigation. Excuse me, sir but I need your information and details on what happened at the pool hall. The victim produced his driver's license and said, things just got out of hand and a little ruckus occurred, that's all. Yes, sir, but we need to know who hit you and the other guy, I responded. Afraid I can't help you. It all happened so quickly, I just don't know what happened, he responded lamely. You have my information. I have a bad headache and stitches and would like to go home, he added, pulling away. Fine, sir, the detectives will be in contact with you. Since the only thing left to do at that point was to write the report, we left the ER and went back into service. As the rookie, I would have to write the report on the incident. Classified